0: Hello and welcome back to JLXP. Breaking news, emergency edition. We there was an off week, and you know TSM was busy because (laughs) they they just announced perhaps the largest mid season roster switch in LCS history,
1: probably. That feels like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, And, and you and burn it all down, TSM edition. I'll, pro- I'll probably change that, but there's a reason we're here. There's a reason we're here. So for those of you who just watched the podcast, don't follow Twitter, Reddit, here's what TSM did. Um, they started the day with a Hooney announcement, which I'd heard rumors of that his wrist was bad um, yeah. and that he might just be out for the year and maybe longer. And it's like, damn, that's pretty big news. So they led with that. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe they'll bring in Soul from their academy team or splurge for someone like Tenacity and go from there. But then like an hour later, they posted, like the the best way to describe it was they just posted an infographic, <laughs> like because yeah. that's the only way you could follow how much they did. So Huni is out. They brought their academy top laner Soul to the LCS team. They brought yeah. Solo over to the academy team. Then in the bot lane, they took their LCS bot lane tactical Mia, moved them to academy. That pushed Shenyi to the Shadow Realm, so he's gone. Yeah. And then they brought Instinct up to LCS. And then over here, on Golden Guardians Academy, they took Chime and put him onto TSM-LCS. So now the TSM-LCS roster for Week 4 is Soul. They kept Speak of Maple, Instinct, and Chime. 60% of the roster is different. Yeah. Okay. That's the quick download. We will break down all of those changes. But you also, I think... I think you, you owe the fans a rant for those of them that listened to our recap episode like 10 days ago at the end of yes. week three. Tell the story, tell the story.
1: I So we kind of, you're the one that throughout the process, you said that basically the most TSM thing would be if they changed like after uh, essentially the third week had passed, you know, through in Shenyi, just as an example, because we knew this team to make just changes <laughs> off of, exactly, uh, off of just two weeks of work. Uh, they did this last split. They brought him back afterwards, and then they moved uh Kaiduo, um, out for you know takeover. Yeah. And for me, my mind, I am okay with making changes. We've seen this from multiple teams in, in the LCS. After you give the team a reasonable amount of time, or the player that is a reasonable amount of time to mm-hmm. mesh, like this team already had a lot of barriers. Yeah. You know, they brought in developing players. I'm talking about at the beginning of the year. Yeah. They brought in developing players with uh, mixed language rosters, uh, and then put, you know, of course, Pika in a different position entirely as a, you know, in game translator. translator. Yeah. Exactly. So you already had a shitload of barriers before you even got into the split. You were going to lose, you were developing, but they didn't want to say they were a developing team. They didn't want to say that because they had, of course, players like Tackle, Hooney, Spika. So it's like it was a bit of a mixed goal, and it felt like they always came into this year with a murky goal, without a clear direction, mm-hmm. you know. We gave uh, teams credit like um FlyQuest when they came in with a, you know, a somewhat developing roster, Dignitas when they came in with a developing roster, Golden Guardians with a developing roster. This at the beginning of this year we gave CLG credit for coming in with fresh faces and a very clear goal that they were going to be developing talent. Yeah. Um uh, with TSM, it felt like they were just in denial. And so Changes after changes because they bring in young players with, you know, obviously clear language barrier issues and they expected wins now. Yeah. So it didn't happen. And then they changed. And so you thought at the beginning of this split, it would be different because they brought in Maple. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, like, OK, now you're just saying that your experience is going to be coming from mid jungle. Uh, and then you have at least one player in Mia in a way that's kind of developing. And then you change that after three weeks. Seven games. What is this team? Yes. What is this team's goals? It's so crazy to me that they are coming into this with some unrealistic, unrealistic expectation that they're going to be a top four, top three team, um, with like basically players that they are not paying a lot, right? They are paying them essentially to learn and develop, and then when things don't go well throw them into basically Oblivion, which is their academy teams because they have not not been putting time into it. It's a last-place
0: academy team. Still. Yeah,
1: last-place academy team for two last two years. They haven't been putting any kind of love and intention into it. So when you give players, and we say this a lot, when you give players the opportunity to come into the LCS and then don't give them the time to develop and actually get there and then throw them into a last-place team that you put zero effort into you're casting their careers to the side. You're throwing it into the bin, essentially, to the fans at least, because they're just going to see unfinished product, flame them, and then you put them into an academy team that's not performing and not giving you're giving time to, and then they will continue to flame them. So where was their chance? So now you're putting in Seoul, and yes, he's their academy top laner, not for a long time, though. He just came in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just came into their academy system uh, from amateur, and now you're going to throw him into lcs and when it does not work out you're not going to give him the full split like i did that's why i put them as a ninth place team i just don't think they're going to give them a reasonable amount of time and so it's just garbage this is just this Man. is essentially what i was waiting for it it didn't work out mm-hmm. and so i was like what's the next plan what's the next goal
0: good rant this this is that was the rant that needed to be delivered I want to come at it from a couple different angles as well, though. Hit me. Right? Because th- this is fresh. Like, the whole purpose of this as well is to have a little bit of, like, I got a hot coffee here, like...
1: Okay.
0: Ooh, and a Tim Hortons cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got... I mean, it's it's probably a sin for the people that love coffee, but I got a little coffee machine. Keeps keeps the cost down. I don't have to do there too much. There we go. Much. Anyway. I'm, I'm actually very conflicted here. Okay. Um, but I think we can probably – I'm trying to deduce what is going on with their decision-making based on what they've done. So we know that they are highly reactive to results Yeah. and have kind of always been, right? Like even if they have the best – even if they had the best team in the LCS say five years ago – and what is ancient history now, but they, they did for a long number of years have the best team in LCS. If they didn't reach what their purported goal was, which would be like out of group stage at Worlds, they'd make changes. And they kind of, they ran those changes so much that they actually ended up kind of breaking what had made the team good. Now, it definitely feels to me like they have goals that overstep their resources. Where it doesn't look to me like they're, they're, team is probably like top five in spend they're probably around six if I just had to randomly guess a number um but I think they're expecting to go to worlds like that would be their that would be their goal so they want to go to worlds and they do not want to be last because the brand damage for them of being last is like completely inexcusable but it's also a big miss for them if they miss worlds and then they're also coming off of last year where they overspent And didn't get the results. They spent $3 million on Sword Art, which was the reported number. Can't completely verify that, but that was the reported number. And even though they finished first in the regular season, they finished fourth overall Missed World. So they made an overcorrection in the offseason, said, oh, we can get Sword Art. It was like that meme, like, oh, we have Sword Art at home. It's Chenny. Like, just use that. It'll be better. Uh, And tangent, that Reddit post by the GM was something else from what I've seen in esports. Like they ripped into Shenyi, uh, basically said when he went to Academy, he was unmotivated, didn't communicate. So we're getting rid of him. Yeah. Um, you can find the direct link to that Reddit post on their Twitter and they have had mixed messages with the way they make the graphic of like, thank you for your time. And then the GM being like, yeah, we wanted to get rid of this guy. And then like hyper be like, yeah, we gave him some time and he just wasn't good enough. So bye. As yep. soon as someone more suitable came in. like The language in there was definitely not checked over by anyone but the person who wrote it. Um,
1: Especially the retirement thing. It, that hasn't even been expressed by Hooney. The, yeah. In fact, the, post, the official post from TSM was saying that he's kind of figuring out what he will do in the future. And we've seen a lot of players that had wrist issues and are figuring it out and taking time off. So he could easily have come out and said he was taking time off. But the GM's post was that he was retiring. You might want to have someone look over that.
0: Yeah. So what I'm what I'm getting at, I hopefully this c- comes across is yeah. there are expectations set here and resources given here and people being told make it work or else. Yeah. Which I think leads to bad decisions. This is this is a lot of assumptions going into it, but here's some more logic on why I think it's happening. So I'm actually completely okay with a two and five panic button being pressed if mm-hmm. your expectations are very high. Some of their games were very close. Like, I was, I'm in the process of writing 10 Thoughts again, which will release Thursday morning. And I'm looking back at some of their games. Their EG game was actually really close until yeah. like 19 minutes when Spika, it was actually Spika who started the fight, the guy who's still on the LCS team that lost them the game. They yeah, all followed it. in, they lost five people, the game was over. So, like, that, 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 that's one side of it, but because they're two and five and because they want to make worlds, y- there is a point, like, if the scrims aren't going well, if the mental is bad behind the scenes, you need to make a change to spice things up, and you could, like, I think you could also pretty objectively make the call right now that the five people on that roster from last week are not going to be top three with the way mm-hmm. C9, 100 Thieves, EG, and TL all look. You're not leapfrogging two of those teams. So, okay, I can buy in to making changes to leapfrog those teams. But those are not the changes they made. Yes. Like, I made a, I made a list. And th- this is this is one where if people are bigger fans of Academy, because I haven't been able to watch all of it, um, but I, I know a few of the prospects in Academy. Like, if TSM did not have money as a constraint, I feel like they would have gone with different options in almost every position that they replaced. Mm -hmm. So I have, I have tenacity as the top laner that everyone talks about already. I'm sure he would come with some level of buyout and also have some level of long-term commitment you'd want to make to him. But also if you're just looking for a stopgap solution, and this is, this would be my GM talking because I worked with him before Jenkins would also be a fit. Um, then 80 carry there's yawn. There's, I want to say the, the EG's ADK, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, Kaori, Kari. Kaori,
1: Kaori, but he yeah. is
0: an import, so that's a little different. I think Spawn would also fit that. And then support, you have like Ayla and Busio. Like there's there's a lot of really high tier players in academy that if you needed someone to slot in right now and be a high competing player, I think they could do that. I think Soul could be a good 2023 building piece. He's been fine in academy, but I don't think he would be what you would consider tenacity level. Mm-hmm. Instinct is 17, so maybe they're, 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 you can make the argument that that would be like Danny Light, but he's just—I just I just don't feel like he's at the level of the other 380 carries that I mentioned. And then the support thing is kind of the same. I don't even really know what's going on with the tactical Mia thing. Is that like a short-term punishment, or is that them saying that we need to try something different? So, yeah. TLDR, I can support them making a change, but the story's just not congruent, which is yeah. what uh, I think is so off about the whole thing.
1: I agree. And so like I'm, you know, I've worked with chimes, so I'm always going to be a little biased with him because uh, okay. I do know the drive that he has and uh, the skill level that he's shown. And I remember in spring, he was performing really well alongside. I mean, uh, he, he played
0: pretty well in LCS yeah. summer 2021.
1: Yeah. And I think he only got better. Yeah. So like that one, you can make a case if they wanted to make a change for support, though. I made, I made it very clear, when you brought in Shenyi Yi or when you brought in um you know the amount, numerous amount of supports that they' be your son uh or in this case um you know you brought on Mia, just commit like the the biggest challenge of bringing in a a young duo, especially with somebody like with with someone like tactical who is mm-hmm. incredibly skilled um but in that dynamic would have to be the leading partner right he in terms mm-hmm. of like being the person that's like kind of showing the ropes to a younger support. Mia might be different. I'm not sure of his history or how much he actually you know, plays a role in that, mm-hmm. but you have to give them time. And he was actually getting better as the split went on. It was just three weeks, and he was actually performing well. People will talk specifically of his Renata gameplay. Yep. So then why aren't we giving him that time? Now you're putting in Chime, and like respect for Chime to taking that opportunity. Who's to say they won't make changes after two weeks, two weeks of losses, right? It's almost because like na- luck.
0: It's like, did you manage yeah. to get a win? Okay. Cool. Oh, nice. now you're the guy.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> check that box. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah, I think it's fine. In sy- academy systems like Hundred Thieves Academy, Team Liquid Academy, um, you know, Dignitas Academy is getting better around this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you have a academy system, CLG's academy is a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. That is that is you have re- it's reliable. That you feel like it has players developing, growing. Um, you know, you're putting in a good amount of re- resources into. And so it's not just like a hard knee jerk to put them into LCS, then great. Like, then that's fine. You maybe will be able to make decisions like these in week four uh, or week five. Week three is complete. Yeah, week four, week five. You're making this decision when you know these players aren't ready. Mm. Like that, I, I think they are so it's such a Hail Mary That even with them putting in, yeah, it's really just a Hail Mary, that they're putting in players like these. When you don't have a track record in Academy of saying, yep, they're ready for this. Um, So all the players you've mentioned, I think, would be home runs. And it feels like they're just not putting them in because of the cost. Um, Specifically top lane, uh, because I think Sol deserves to go through a full split of Academy um, and not be thrown into the LCS, where he's going to be seen as either... Uh, mediocre or whatever and he needs the time and if it doesn't work out then boom he's gone there's so that's the that's the last thing i want
0: yeah there's another kind of weird thing here where we've talked about this a lot that it's very hard to analyze player skill in league of legends when they're on a team that's not winning yeah and this is a problem for everyone. Like this is a problem for other pro players, it's a problem for coaches, GMs, fans especially. So like if somehow TSM has cracked the code and they're like, well actually, no no no, like the Shenny was he was 100% Shenyi and Hyper like they were the problem. But the rest of this academy team, like they're good. Right? Like if they if they somehow made that call, sure, that is not the vibe I got from from their post at all. But it it does, like, I do want people to come into this with support for the players that are getting the chance. Like, hugely so. As much as it feels like there is a highly reactive culture there that is applying massive amounts of pressure backed by Consequence, of if this one bad thing happens in this LCS regular season summer split game to this seventh place team, maybe your career's over. That's just like this wicked amount of pressure. Uh, I would hope that people can try and be as supportive as possible because I do actually think, as much as I said, like on paper, I've listed players in each of the three positions that if money was no object, they should go in there. That doesn't mean that these guys are destined to fail or that you should expect them to fail. They're like, Instinct came up from 100 Thieves Next. He's still incredibly young, could work. You've worked with Chime before. He is actually fairly experienced, has won mm. many LCS games before, the most experienced yeah. of the three. And then Soul also just incredibly, incredibly green, but maybe could actually be a pretty good player for 2023. Um, and, unless you have a direct response to that, I want to get into one other
1: topic which would
0: be... Yeah, I mean yeah. go
1: for it, go for it.
0: Yeah, the, the other topic would be how likely do you think this starting five persists versus the swapping around continuing with like, when does Tactical come back? Does Tactical come back? When does Mia come back? When does... Like, There'll be another swap. How quickly... And which, what's first? Like To me, first is Solo. Like I think Solo is like the week five starter. I just don't okay. think they wanted to announce it. That dude's us Yeah, has, I right? mean,
1: which is why I actually thought that they should just start with solo. That they, why not? they should just start. Yeah, they should have start with, started with a solo, a Hanser, a, just basically a more experienced player, and then allow uh, Soul to just, hey, have more time in Academy. And then based off of whatever internal system they have, if they play against their team internally, or just a greater, put them under a greater tele, uh, telescope and be like, mm-hmm. okay, perfect. Now we can move in uh, Soul. But now you're throwing them in there. So that's the one thing. I. I would actually say that it would be tactical coming in first, and I'd probably say week six. Okay. um, That you'd just see tactical come in. I'm I'm going to pull up their schedule
0: really quick, just so we know. Yeah, I'm ready for this. This this next week. Good call. Good call. Because it's it's like we know it's a big week, and I wonder if they're set up for success or set up for failure, because the first round robin is what is completing this weekend when we start back. So... They oh, are okay. yet to play C9 it's a mixed bag. and FlyQuest. Mm-hmm. Two teams that are above them in the standing. C9 has been iffy, but definitely better. I think yeah. it'll heavily depend on how they try and play draft. Like if C9 tries to do another one of those spicy, like Yasuo, Gragas, Yone things. Yeah. Or if they just throw Jensen on Oriana, Azir. And then the FlyQuest one, FlyQuest had a really good week. Um, but that would be the that would be the circle for me. If you're TSM, like if they can solidly beat Flyquest, then these three new guys should be pretty secure.
1: I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think that, and also going into the next week, it's Hundred Thieves and IMT uh, in week five. That is, and so if they just have a bad record, even if they have like a decent record, almost certainly they are just throw in uh, tactical uh, because it would be crazy. For them not to, with how good he is as an individual, I know he's been having a spotty time. But like you kind of mentioned it earlier, TSM's losses were either just unlucky or Pretty out of their close. control, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like the EG one was that the the one versus a hundred thieves was also really close and was just on a, a spark decision. Um, they had another game in which they had lost based off of something extremely similar to um, you know the least in engaged mm-hmm. that we saw from mm-hmm. Spika where they were like, oh, it's just one really unlucky fight where they forced it and lost. But yeah. you, and, and we said in the last episode, you do not want them to be looking at that situation and you know, mistrusting calls. Mm-hmm. You just want them to be making, of course, just better calls going into the future, as, as, much, as much of a forehead you know, explanation that, as that is. Um, and then there was another one where they just like, versus Golden Guardians, they lost because the draft was just awful.
0: Yeah, like, they had one really, really yeah. bad draft.
1: Yeah, and so, okay, but you can see a clear point of growth for them. Sure, they lost to Dignitas, and that's going to shock them, mm-hmm. but um, you, they were the team that came into this split with already a pretty large change, Yeah, um, and so it was them putting a reset button on the experience and the learnings that they had in Spring Split, and now they're going to have to do that again. Um, so it sucks, and maybe, and I think I would be okay with these changes if going into summer and all these things they just made a clear goal that we're keeping these players or we're keeping a commitment to development
0: they're not ready but to do that
1: they're um, not ready to do that yeah not even close they're they not want close want to have
0: as many options as possible which in itself limits their options yeah because it, i just it's i think it's just such a at the moment such a ridiculously difficult environment to thrive in because mm-hmm. nobody is secure. There's, I, I was having this conversation with uh, w- with someone else earlier this week, and it was it was in relation to ten thoughts, but it's going to apply to TSM as well. Like being on a bottom tier LCS team or LEC team or or any bottom tier team is so hard for the yeah. individuals, and if you don't have something to give you that level of hope or inspiration. And that something could be a coach coming in with a plan. It could be a different play style that you're going to try for a week. It could be a different champion. You could try for a week. It could just be having a few people with really positive, optimistic personalities, but in, in the absence of any of those things, you
1: are really doomed. And Speak
0: it I will, seems oh, good, but
1: yeah. go, go off that. Something to add to this is that the comparison of League of Legends or most, a lot of uh, esports to traditional sports would be it's very hard to quantify development in stats. And so, yeah. for so with League in particular, a player comes into a system fresh and new. They're obviously going to work on a few things, be it like laning phase uh, aspects, but on different matchups, which is already something that's already, you know a big boatload of shit to work on. Yeah. The next thing are team-wide concepts around team fighting on, uh, around setting up for Herald or awards, all these things, right? So you have to learn all these things. So at least internally, easy to kind of quantify and work on each individual thing. But to the fans, they'll look at a player who let's say has died in the laning phase, getting solo killed or something. By the way, their first five or 10 minutes will also just like snowball into the rest of the game. If you're on a losing team and your first 10 minutes suck, regardless of how Kind of while you're playing while behind you're still going to have shit stats it's yeah. only going to lick works in comparison and so when you see a player that is 10th in stats uh on any specific or just on a wide swath of um you know metrics mm-hmm. you're gonna be like oh this player is shit oh he's dying a lot lol especially for a top laner especially yeah. for a top yeah. laner when you're in an isolated lane where if your team is not on the right page or you make a small mistake you're getting dove. You're getting destroyed. You're going to look like essentially what Niles was put into a situation when he was on Golden Guardians, right? Sure. Um, and obviously every situation is going to be a different context. So going back to the main point is that, like, especially in league, if you look bad in the first 10 minutes because you're just trying to figure out certain things, you will just look awful. And people will not see any form of growth, even though internally your coaches or your your Uh, the players around you will see certain improvements. Mm -hmm. So it's just so sad uh, on these, especially in decisions like these.
0: Yeah. So to wrap up, maybe we should have done this in the middle, but if you're assigning a letter grade to TSM's moves from week three to week four, what is that grade?
1: I'll give it a D. I'll give it a D because it would, you can't fault them with the, uh, what's happening top lane. Uh, Huni is having health issues. Yes. And so regardless of whether or not it's a retirement or he's taking time off when that official announcement actually comes out, yeah. then like the only criticism you can make is between whether they wanted to put Sol right into the LCS position or someone more experienced. But the rest, I don't like. Uh, I think Chime maybe, but I have also would have just stuck by Mia from the very beginning. Yeah. So would have stuck by Mia would have stuck by t- uh, tactical, and top lane, um, maybe would have put in a more experienced player and gave Soul more time in academy. Yeah. So, like, everything yeah. I just felt disagree, I disagree so, with.
0: It seems so brutal. Like, Mia came over from, like, he came over to North America for this. Yeah. <laughs> he plays for, like, three weeks and then gets pushed down, so... If the expectations coming in was that you're going to be fluent between LCS and Academy then that's fine. I just don't know if that's what the expectations would be. You said D. In my head I was going to say C minus, which depending on like the country you're in is the same grade. So I think we're in pretty good alignment <laughs> yeah, yeah. with uh, with what that is. Uh what what percentage in school was an A for you?
1: Ooh. This A is was this probably... Yeah, it is it does. I would probably say it was like ninety and above.
0: Yeah, mine was so low when I asked around. You needed eighty six yeah. percent for an A.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. I kinda that wish feels I had low. that. <laughs> yeah, it feels it does feel low. Yeah, it feels low. <laughs> it feels that's low. B for a lot of that's B plus for a lot of people. Yeah,
0: C minus was like I don't think there were Ds in my school. So C minus was like fifty to fifty nine. Yeah. Yeah. There should really be Ds and D minuses. I feel like C minus should be in the sixties somewhere. Anyway, Uh, The scale doesn't matter. Raz, thank you so much for coming on on short notice. I hope people enjoyed us talking about TSM. There is, there is always something interesting to talk about. It's so, it's so funny, dude. That's true. I I was, I was this close to making just a dedicated TSM video like four days ago talking about like, Hey, Raz and I talked about a panic button on our last episode. Here's what maybe they could do or what they possibly thinking about. And you know, I'm glad I didn't because we got to see the actual panic button pressed.
1: Yeah, there it is. Now yeah. we get to see what the panic button actually gives us. Yeah,
0: does it work? It. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Okay, thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you next time.
1: Sweet. Take it easy.